today on Transforming Lives. Jesus wants us to share the gospel, but as we're sharing the gospel, we need to understand that he has given us authority to cast out devils. He has given us authority to heal the sick. He has given us authority to cleanse the lepers. He has given us authority to raise the dead. And then the Bible says, freely you receive, freely give. Say it with me. Say freely you receive, freely give. Now what God has given us and empowered the church to do, it should not be commercialized. Welcome to Transforming Lives, a media ministry of Harvest Intercontinental Church in Alexandria, Virginia. Harvest Intercontinental Church, Virginia is a multicultural, missions-oriented, disciple-making church with the purpose of sharing the gospel with as many people as possible in the Northern Virginia area and around the world. Please join Reverend Obadiah Swen for today's message. It is important. And God has given us, he said in Matthew chapter um, 10, verse 8, he said, cast out demons. In fact, the word that is used um, in the Greek for demons uh, or demon spirits is demonia, which means evil or wicked spirits. Okay, that occurred more than 60 times in the, in, the, in the Gospels. And another word that is used is, is demonia or uh, um, to be demonized. Um, sometimes when people look at the whole idea of demon possession and all of that, there is a, a, a tendency for people to think, well, as a believer, I can't be demonized. There's a difference between being demonized and being demon-possessed. Demon possession means that you are completely controlled 100% by a demon. And I don't, I don't believe Christians can be completely controlled 100% by a demon. But Christians can have demons because certain areas of your life can be influenced by demonic spirits. Okay? If you, there are several places in the Bible, um, especially in, 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 in um, Matthew chapter 13, about the woman, I mean Luke chapter 13, about the woman who the Bible says were in the temple and she was there for what? 18 years. And Jesus called her the daughter of Abraham. But she was demon, demonized. Okay? Um, and Jesus said that Satan was the one who had bind her for 18 years. And he said, woman, you are loose from your infirmity. Okay? So she was not possessed by demons because she was doing other things. Okay, she was not like this man in Mark chapter uh, 5 who could not be in control, who was fully controlled by a demon, but she was influenced. Right? She was sick. The sickness was caused by the demonic spirit. And so demonic spirit can come into different ways, but when we sense it, when we recognize it, we need to cast it out. Okay? Um, the other places in the Bible that it talks about uh, um, demon spirit operating. Um, it talks about how Jesus cast out the spirit with the man in Matthew chapter 9 who were dumb. Okay, when Jesus cast out the dumb and deaf spirit, um, the man could hear and he could speak. Amen. Jesus, the Bible also talks about blindness. Okay, when he cast out the, the spirit, the man could see. He talked about the boy, the man who carried his son to Jesus in Mark chapter 9. And he had epilepsy. Okay, he had seizure. 
and the man told Jesus that every time the devil would be trying as much as possible to kill him, he would fall in the fire and fall in the water in order to, to kill him. But, but Jesus cast out the spirit and the boy was healed. Okay, so there are several different, different places that have. And then in Matthew chapter 8, also verse 16. In fact, I want us to go there because this is very interesting. Matthew chapter 8, verse 16. The Bible says, When the evening had come, they brought unto Jesus many who were demon-possessed, and he cast out the spirits with a word, and healed all who were sick. That it might be fulfilled which was spoken by the prophet Isaiah, saying, He himself took our infirmities and bore our sickness and our disease. Now, what the Bible is telling us is that just in case that you, you uh, um, some of these things that I shared earlier doesn't cover, the, Jesus, the Bible says there were, Jesus cast out the spirit. There were many people who were demon-possessed, who were sick, but Jesus cast out all the spirits with the word. So whatever it is, whatever the demonic spirit is doing in your life, we need to understand that God has given us the authority to cast them out. Amen? He has given us the authority to cast them out. Um, uh, Rodney, uh, uh, um, Rodney Hall um, shared a testimony concerning, um, and you know how he he encountered, um, and you know demonic spirit, demonic spirit. He were he said he was in Bible school. And um, there was a particular, he was uh, a pastor, he, he was going to Bible school, and there was a particular um, minister that he wanted to learn from, and this man was teaching in his school, so he took the, the different classes through him, but he, would, he, would, he, would, he loved to, you know, just have conversation with the man, just to learn and to find a word. And so one day, while he was talking to him, this man said to him, um, we cast out two uh, um, demons from two people today. And so he was interested in, okay, cast out two demons. And then he said to him, and they were Christian. And he's like, he said, all of a sudden his antenna went up and he, he said in his, in his mind, he said, no, I don't believe it. But he didn't say it out, but he said, and then he, he said to himself, he said, I, um, I need to get out of here. And so he tried as much as possible to cut the conversation short in order to, to get out. So he got out um, of that conversation. He got in his car and he was driving and he was he was very irritated. And then he um and, you know he was like thinking about all the things the man said about demon um demonic demon spirits and how there were two Christians and he was he was thinking about it in his mind. And the Spirit of God said unto him, he said, That's what you have and when he said it, it was like a reality, he's like, oh no, and he screamed, I said, come out in Jesus' name. And he said, all of a sudden, he just felt like a heavy lift thing just came out of, out of him. And so he didn't know how to explain it. Here was he who was thinking now, okay, Christian can be demonized, and he himself have experienced it, so how can you reconcile it? And he said he kept that secret for a long time in order to process it. 
um, and he was later on when he's um, in their, their uh, ministry, his wife um, invited somebody to, who were having a problem, invited them to her, their house in order for him to help. And he asked her, why did you invite her? And she said, well, you're the pastor, so the Bible says that if she's having a problem, you can, you can help. And you were able to share with his wife the situation that happened, and they were able to help that lady and, and bring deliverance to her. But what I'm saying to us is that Jesus wants us to share the gospel. But as we're sharing the gospel, we need to understand that he has given us authority to cast out devils. He has given us authority to heal the sick. He has given us authority to cleanse the lepers. He has given us authority to raise the dead. And then the Bible says, freely you receive, freely give. Say it with me. Say freely you receive, freely give. Now, what God has given us and empowered the church to do, it should not be commercialized. Okay? That's basically what it means. Freely you receive, freely give. You, you shouldn't commercialize the gifts of the Spirit. Okay? Now, I'm not saying that people can bless you, but I'm saying you can't commercialize. You can't put a price tag to the gifts of the Spirit. Because once you start putting a price tag to the gift of the Spirit, then you start to manufacture thinking that the gifts of the Spirit are given to you to profit you. Okay? The Bible says, free that you receive, free to give. Say it with me. Say, free that you receive, free to give. Now, there are a lot of people who God is using in, with the gifts of the Spirit, and they try to commercialize it. I don't believe that you should commercialize the gifts of the Spirit. Okay? I don't believe that you should put a price tag to say, hey, you know, send me X number of dollars and I'll pray for you. I don't believe that. Okay? I think, I think you, you are, uh, um, demeaning the things of God when you begin to do that. Now, you, you know, as, as a minister, the Bible says the, the, the workman is worthy of his hire. I mean, people can give gifts, but if you start commercializing and start telling people to give you money in order for you to pray, in order for you to get this thing, or in order for them to be healed, in order for them to be delivered, that is a very dangerous ground that you're walking in. Okay? Dr. T.L. Osborne shared four visions that he had that launched him into his worldwide ministry. He shared that um, when he and his wife went to India, um, they couldn't do what they believed they wanted to do, um, because of the, the bureaucracy with the missionary work. And so they came back. Um, it, as they, when they came back, it was a, a difficult situation for them. Um, and then he and his wife began to pray because they saw, when they went in to India, they saw that the people needed a better proof. He said they shared the gospel. He took his black Bible out and preached from it. The people took their Quran or they took their Hebrew book up and they preached from it. And so all of them have black Bible or, or, or holy book. Um, but there was no proof. They, he didn't know about the whole idea of proof, of miracles, of the gifts of the Spirit and the demonstration. And so he and his wife began to pray and seek God concerning what happened. And then they, there was an opportunity for them to um, go to a particular conference. Um, this man, Price. Um, 
um, was supposed to be speaking. Um, and um, he he passed away, and so it was it was a a, a, a serious thing. And then when he went when they went to the conference, um, the lady was at the conference who 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 minister instead of this uh, man who uh, had worked with um, Amy McPherson. And um, she ministered and she said, if you, were ever, if you can ever see Jesus, if you will ever see Jesus, your life will never be the same. Um, and so when they went back, um, he and his wife, they, they were praying and seeking the face of God. And then um, believing that, you know, and that word marked their lives, if you can ever see Jesus, you will not be the same. And so he said that um, um, shortly after he had a vision in his room, Jesus walked into his room. And he spent this, the, the entire afternoon um, on his face, praying and seeking the face of God. But he saw Jesus. And um, after that, uh, William Barham Okay, he was doing the healing revival. God used him mightily with prophetic words and the gifts of the Spirit with wisdom and vision um, and ministry. God used him mightily. I mean, he would call the sickness, the disease, and all of the different things. I mean, mightily. And so he was um, uh, uh, supposed to speak. Gordon Lindsley uh, from Christ for All Nation um, organized a conference in Portland, Oregon. And um, so... T.L. Osborne said that he was the secretary, I think the secretary for the denomination. Uh, but when this man was coming, his wife, they, they were talking together and said, well, this might be an opportunity to see somebody who flow in the gifts of the Spirit. But he said, well, they were having a conference at the same time, so his wife went to the conference, but he did not go. He stayed with his own conference. And when his wife came back from the conference, she was telling him about all the miracles that she saw. And he said um, he didn't have much to share with, from his own conference, but she was sharing all of the, the miracles. And she kept telling him, you need to come to the conference. This is what we need. This is what God has uh, uh, um, uh, been sharing with us. This is what God wants us to get. And uh, so he um, told the people in the conference, I mean, in his denomination, he resigned. And he went to the, the meeting. And he, when he went to the meeting, he said, the first time he went to the meeting and saw William Burham, he saw this man, he called this blind girl to pray for her. And T.L. Osborne said when he called him, because he was a pastor, he said, well, we're ready to pray. And he was a you know, Pentecostal. So he said, well, we're ready to pray. And, and William Burham called her and he said to the people, he said, this girl is blind. And, you know, I will pray for her. He said, let us bow our heads. And this is, he just said this very short prayer. Satan, I rebuke you or I adjure you in the name of Jesus. Come out of her. You blind spirit, come out of her. And T.L. said that um, he was ready to start to pray when William Barham said, Okay, now it is done. Open your eyes and the girl could see. And he's like, I can't believe it. We have not even started. <laughs> we have not even warmed up <laughs> to start praying. And it was gone. And he said, as he saw so many different miracles. 
And over and over he began to hear in his spirit, you can do that, you can do that, you can do that. And so he saw Jesus again in a man. And so when he and his wife came home, they decided that they were going to read the Gospels as if they had never read it before. And everything that Jesus did, they would believe that they can do. And everything that Jesus said they should do, they would do. And everything that Jesus said they should believe, they would believe. And so they went through that period of time reading the Scriptures, reading the Gospels over and believing and doing exactly what. And then after a month or so, they announced that they were going to have a crusade. They sent out flyers. They sent out um, leaflets that they were going to have a crusade and that they should bring the sick, bring the, the deaf, the, the dumb. And he said when they had it, the place, or they came to the place, the place was packed. And the first person that he prayed for was a blind girl. And he said he did exactly what he saw William Barham doing. He said to the people, let's pray. And he said, you foul blind spirit, I adjure you in the name of Jesus. Come out of her. And she was healed. She was healed. And he saw Jesus in them. And because of that, God began to use them mightily in the mission. Freely you receive, freely give. It was God who revealed himself to them. It was God who brought them into contact with William Barron for them to see the manifestation of the Spirit of God. It was God who moved by his Spirit on their heart for them to get in the Word, to study the Word. It was God who demonstrated his Spirit in them by proving that the Gospel is the same. Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. God calls us to share the gospel. And we need to share the gospel. We need to do everything that we can to get the gospel out. But we also need to understand that the gospel goes along with healing the sick, meeting the needs of people, casting out devils, making sure that people who come that are bound needs to be delivered. Physically, emotionally, financially, or whatever. We need to cast, uh, erase the dead. There are dead situations in people's life. And even if it's physically dead, we need to believe God and trust God that God can use us to do that. Cast, uh, uh, cleanse the lepers. There are all incurable diseases that people may have that we come in contact with. We can believe God. But we have to stand on the word and know that Jesus is doing in us and through us that which he wants us to do. We can commercialize what God is doing in our lives, but we can make ourselves available that God can work in and through us. And let's trust God that he will provide the resources that we need, but not trying to make profit out of the gift of the Spirit. Freely you receive. That's what Jesus said. Freely you receive. Freely give. That means whatever anointing comes into your life, give it out. Remember, we've been talking about seed and harvest. And you know, as we sow the seed of faith, believing that God will minister to people, God is going to reap a harvest. 
God is the one who can bless. God is the one who would provide. God is the one who would do what he wants us to do. But we need to be faithful to focus on that which God wants us to focus on. And that is the Great Commission. In Matthew chapter 28, Jesus said, All authority has been given unto me in heaven and on earth. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things whatever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the age. Notice he said, teach the people, the disciples, everything that I have commanded you. Now, how will you know what Jesus has commanded? Read the Gospels. Amen? Read the book of Acts. The book of Acts is the practical aspect of what the disciples learned from Jesus. Amen? If you want to know how you as a believer are supposed to operate, read the book of Acts. And see how the disciples acted. Amen? The disciples did not commercialize the gospel. They gave it freely. God provided the resources. They did not commercialize. Amen? Now, it doesn't mean that we, when, when I say we shouldn't commercialize so you don't teach on giving, you, you have to teach on the, the principles of God. But you don't, don't sell it. Don't, don't, don't sell the gift. Okay? And, you know, don't, don't sell it. I mean, don't commercialize it. This is what P, um, um, Paul said to Timothy. He said, the things that you have heard from me, among many witnesses, Commit to faithful people who will be able to teach others also. Notice he did not say the things that I sell you, I sold to you, sell to faithful people. He said the things that you have taught you, teach to faithful people. Amen. And so it's, it's very, very important. Um, we know I've, I've shared here over and over concerning Randy Clark. Um, he shared about his impartation, about what God did in his life. There were several of them that God used um, in his life to, to bring him to the place where he is. Um, but, but, but he shared concerning how God touched his life when um, he got introduced to John Wimber. And John Wimber sent a team to his church when he was in um, Missouri. And how the the, the team that went there shared with them or taught them concerning the gifts of the Spirit, concerning healing and deliverance, and how God used them. And he said one of the things that, 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 um, that helped him was that he sent out letters to people all around, uh, ministers all around um, the, the community or the state to invite them and let them know if they are hungry like him, who wanted to see the gifts of the Spirit in their lives, you were inviting them. Some came, some did not. Um, but he was willing to share the gospel and talk to people and minister to people concerning it. And as he did that, the increase of the anointing continued. And even today, he's um, going around teaching and ministering to people and imparting them and allowing them to experience the gifts of God in their lives. It is important for us to know that it is God who anoints. And when he anoints you, you need to be willing to release the same anointing to others also. 
Amen. Let's stand to our feet. I want us to take a few minutes now and just talk to God. Just ask Him to um, minister unto us and to give us the, the, the confidence to step up and, and, and stand up as we meet uh, 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 people who need the gospel and, but who are bound also to be able to step up in faith and believe that God will use us to cast out demons and to um, de- bring deliverance to them. Let's lift up our voices and talk to God. Father, in the name of Jesus, we bless you. We give you the glory. We give you the honor. We give you the praise. You are a good God. You are a faithful God. You are an awesome Father. Lord, we pray that you will quicken your people in a special way now, Lord, in Jesus' name. I pray for those who do not know you. I pull down every stronghold, every work of darkness in the name of Jesus. Thank you for spending this time with us. We do not like to end our broadcast without giving you the opportunity to make Jesus the Lord of your life. The Bible says, Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Friends, if you want to accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior, please pray this prayer after me. Say, Lord Jesus, I am a sinner. Forgive me of my sins. I accept you as my Lord and Savior. Friends, we are excited that you have accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior. We would like to send you some free materials to help you grow in your Christian faith. So please write or email us at Harvest Intercontinental Church, Virginia, 8305 Richmond Highway, Suite 2A, Alexandra, Virginia, 22309 or admin at com. We encourage you to join a good Bible-believing church so that you can serve the Lord with other believers. If you live in the Northern Virginia, Washington, D.C. metropolitan area, we invite you to worship with us at any of our services. On Sunday at 11 a.m., our contemporary worship service. On Wednesday night, our Bible study at 8 p.m. On Friday at 8 p.m., our intercessory prayer meeting. Thank you for joining us, and we look forward to seeing you. God bless you. This has been a presentation of Transforming Lives, a media ministry of Harvest Intercontinental Church, Virginia. We are located on 8305 Richmond Highway, Suite 2A, Alexandria, Virginia, 22309. Please join us at one of our services on Sunday at 11 a.m. Contemporary Worship, Wednesday at 8 p.m. Bible Study, and Friday at 8 p.m. Intercessory Prayer. For more information about Harvest Intercontinental Church, Virginia, and how you can partner with us, please visit our website at harvestersvirginia.com or email us at admin at harvestersvirginia.com. Mm-hmm.